see this list? You're the only guitar player. We got three other drummers. You're playing all night, boy. Like, show me what you got. On this edition of Measured Voices, we talk with Boise Delta Blues artist Johnny Boy Kunk about his musical influences, visiting the home of Delta Blues, and also about the blues scene in Boise. Johnny will also play a few of his own songs and talk about his songwriting process. That and more next on Measured Voices. I'm going to start back at the beginning. Talk about a little bit about where you grew up and and uh, how you got into music. Okay. Well, I uh, I was born in Hangtown, California. Um, also known as Placerville, outside of Lake Tahoe. And, uh, you know, I guess it makes sense I start playing the blues, but I didn't start playing until I got broken up with by a girlfriend. And so I started playing a harmonica uh, when I was about 17. And, uh, yeah, from there I uh, ended up blowing my knee out when I was 19, and that's how I started playing guitar. But it's always been blues. Don't know why, but that's just what called to me. So. Was your family musical at all or listened to a lot of music growing up uh, listened to a lot of music growing up um i remember my dad when i was a kid he'd wake us up on a sunday morning playing like hank jr and all them guys he turned it up on the record machine and uh, so he'd always wake us up on a weekend but my dad always played a lot of music uh, my mom as well but no one ever played an instrument i'm like one of the first so well how, how'd you end up in boise um so my parents retired up to quarter lane and i kind of followed them after uh, california and went up to Coeur d'Alene, and I was up there for about a year or so, and then uh, moved down to Boise because my sister was down here, and I uh, wanted to start playing music, but I wasn't sure if I could do it, you know, in front of an audience, so I start coming down to uh, Boise, and I was here for a full year, didn't uh, didn't play music, and I actually disliked it, but when I came back, that's when I really fell in love with it. And how long have you been here now? Uh, about two years total. About two years. Have you been playing all that time then, or? Yeah. Okay. Um... It seems like, a, speaking of playing, it seems like a good chance, a uh, good time to hear a song. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll start Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the song? Okay. Uh, so this, this tune is uh, it's Bumblebee Blues, and it goes way back during the Prohibition days. It's a way to talk around drinking about alcohol, but you know, not actually saying it. And uh, this particular tune I had always heard uh, from Fred McDowell, and then I heard it from a man named Pat Thomas in Leland, Mississippi. And uh, I begged him to show me how to play it. So this is the closest thing that I could get to his and different tuning and everything. So it's it's my own, but this is how I come to it. So. Bumblebee, bumblebee Please come back to me Please come back to me I got the best old stinger In the whole world I've ever seen I got stung this morning 
looking for him all day long. Gaston is morning. Been looking for him all day long. Been to my place once, honey. Had to find my bumblebee, been gone. Play good now, boy. A stinger, long as my ride home. Yes, he got a stinger, boys, long as my ride home. Got stung this morning. Sometimes, babe, he make me happy. Sometimes, babe, said he make me cry. Well, sometimes, baby, he make me cry. This time, Lord, I pray to the heaven that I die. That was great. Uh, you've got that sort of been around the world and seen it all kind of voice for the blues, but you're you're still a pretty young guy. Uh, how, how'd you come by that? I couldn't tell you, man. I uh, I don't know what uh, you know. What sparked it was I listened to Led Zeppelin and they got a track, "Bring It On Home," and uh, there's a harmonica that they took from uh, Sonny Boy Williamson in the beginning of that track. And ever since I heard that, man, it's you know, I play other genres here and there, but it's just, it's the blues that calls to me. So. Now, you, you mentioned uh, in the introduction to this song that uh, you learned it from a, a blues man down in Mississippi. How did you end up in Mississippi? Um, so I took off in my van, man. I, uh, you know, I start, I've always played blues, like I said, and how could you be a blues man if you've never been to the South, you know? So I made it a, a, a pilgrimage to go down there and uh, like hopped in my van went through texas louisiana mississippi and mississippi uh that's where i fell in love man i i love mississippi and uh you know it's a rough place to live that's for sure but there's the most kind people i ever met down there so you you said it's always been the blues uh what was it about the blues that that called to you and and how old were you when you sort of first got the call uh i started listening to it when i was about 15 uh real young and, uh, you know, I showed my friends at the time, and nobody was listening to blues, you know. But to me, 
I love it so much, and I think it just resonates because it's it says so much with so little words. And on top of that, it's a it's a somber kind of music, but it it's supposed to make you happy. So you you know it sounds like complaining if you listen to it on face value, but if you listen to it, it's a, it's a therapy of explaining yourself and expressing it. And I just I never heard of music with so much soul, you know. Who who are or were your influences? <laughs> yeah, where's the right word? <laughs> um, some of my, my major influences, I mean, Charlie Patton, which is like the father of Delta Blues or that we know of, you know, the first guy to get recorded, so to say. So Charlie Patton, um, a Texas blues player, Lightning Hopkins. So <laughs> with Charlie Patton, I just admired how much of a, a showman that he was. Like we could hear it in his playing and he used to, you know, play it on his lap behind his head. He was like the first guy doing these things. Uh, Lightning Hopkins, major influence in his style. I mean, that guy can sit down, you know, cross his legs and play a, the most beautiful thing on two strings. So I always admired that that casualness about it. And uh, recently, uh, there's a man named Deke Harp in Clarksdale, Mississippi, who is a harmonica player. And uh, he was one of my biggest influences for actually pursuing this, like as a full-time career. Um, he just did blues his own way. And I think that's what inspired me most. Was it was his style of doing it? He didn't care what nobody else was doing. Like he just played, you know. So that's what inspired. I don't know if it's been written, but based on my own experience, it probably should be. It it seems that writing a good because I've tried writing a good blues song might be one of the hardest things to do <laughs> huh? because there's so much good stuff out there. When you write, do you have a, a technique or or a, a particular way that you kind of go about it um so you know for blues i think there's this you know misconception that you have to constantly uh you have to sound like the old guys but reality is you're alive now so you're a blues mission today so what do you sing about you know and you know do you have the right to sing about chains and slaves you know because it's you weren't around then so i try to make it something when i write that's relatable and i'll use like old wordage for it um I have another tune that I wrote, and I'll play it next for you, but it's uh, it's Sunshine Blues. And last winter, if you were around in Boise last winter, it was a hell of a winter. I mean, we had snow yeah. everywhere. <laughs> so, and uh, I'm pretty affected by sunshine. Like, I, I need to have my sunshine, being a California boy, I guess. And uh, so I wrote about Sunshine Blues and just making it feel good. And you're talking about the sun making you feel good, but, I mean, with that comes, if it's not there, you're feeling pretty bad, you know? Yeah. Well, that sounds like a segue if ever I heard one. So right. why don't we uh, why don't we hear Sunshine Blues? All right.
come the sunshine Take my blues away Here come the sunshine Take my blues away Watch out people I'm feeling better today great tune so when you write where do you get your inspiration you think well you know it'd have to be real life events um there i call it being too blue to play the blues sometimes and sometimes you know things happen and you want to sit down because you're like man this this is almost hysterical it would make for a good song but you you just don't even feel like picking up a guitar sometimes. So most times I do write, it's when I'm in a good mood and I'm reflecting on something that happened or something that impacts me. And, uh, you know, there's a couple lines. I woke up at one time, I had the flu, and uh, I couldn't eat anything for about two days. And, uh, you know, I just had one line, and I woke up at 3 a.m., and I was like, oh, I should write that down. But it was, you know, early in the morning, nothing in your gut, nothing to do but a poor man's strut. So, I mean, those are old wordage, but it's something that, you know, happened prevalent. So that's, that's kind of how I do that. So it's kind of like experience filtered through time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you had an experience performing that was really memorable or unusual that, that, that even now it just sort of strikes you? It's like, wow, I just can't believe that happened or how did that happen? Or Yeah, definitely. Um, I was in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And uh, there's a juke joint out there owned by Morgan Freeman called Ground Zero. And uh, I had come into town, and I had just been traveling through doing open mics. And I had, like, one uh, accidental show in Baton Rouge. But I, I was coming out to Clarksdale, and I was just so stoked. You know, blues is my thing. Like, that's what I'm doing. And this was a, a great chance to play in Clarksdale, Mississippi, like the famous crossroads of Mississippi. And uh, I met that guy, Deke Harp, the harmonica man that kind of took me under his wing. And... Uh, so I was just in really anticipating this show, and I get up there, and it's a sign-your-name-on-a-list kind of deal, so it was mostly a jam. Well, I sent up on the list, and I was the only guitar player for the night. And uh, so he tells me, like, well, yeah, all right, you know, are you going to get up there? You sit or stand? I said, sit. And he goes, well, you better grab yourself a chair. I was like, okay. So I, I go grab my chair, and I, I start playing. I played my three best songs, and pretty much the only three songs I knew at the time. And, uh, oh, man, I felt so good. Like, I killed it. You know, I had people applauding. It was great. And you know, I played in a juke joint. You know, I was, so, I was so excited. Well, I'm about to get off stage, and Deke comes back up, and he says, no, see this list? You're the only guitar player. we got three other drummers. You're playing all night, boy. Like, show me what you got. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm really screwed now. <laughs> like, I don't know anything else. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to fail now. Like, if there's time for growth, it's right now. So I ended up going up on stage. And, of course, there's songs that you know but you don't have well and you'd never sing to, you know, even your mother. 
So I'm like, all right, really digging deep. And, uh, oh man, I bombed it and I just failed. I mean, I screwed up so many songs and the drummers weren't sure what I was doing and I wasn't sure what they were doing because I never played with a drummer before. And, uh, I, I sucked up there for about a half hour, just failing song after song. And, uh, you know, I was getting pity applause here and there and it just really, you know, hurt my soul. And, uh, I'll never forget that because the next morning I seen D Carp at, uh, the shack up in and I asked him, I was like, Hey man, like how did last night go? And he goes, Oh, it was great. I was like, no, like tell me the truth. Like, I honestly want to know. And he says, well, it could have been a lot better. And it was the most memorable to me because in most of my life you play, you know, you play what you're comfortable with and you know what the, the crowd you're going to get, but it was experimenting and having, having tell, someone tell you that you're not good is the most inspiring thing because now you know like what you need to work on or how you should get better. So I'll never forget that. That was the best thing that ever could have happened to me. That was a real baptism by fire kind of yeah. <laughs> moment. Let's talk about the local music scene because you've been playing around a lot lately. I, I see your name uh, you know, all over town. Um, <laughs> how, how is the music scene for a bluesman in Boise? Um, it's interesting. Um, you know, it's it's huge in Texas right now, and of course the South because people travel there to see it. Uh, coming to Boise, there's very few blues musicians. There's blues groups, but they're mostly like Chicago blues, and uh, which is great. I mean, that's good stuff too. But um, as far as what I'm doing, there's only one other man. And I haven't met him yet because he's in Mississippi, but he's coming back. But Mississippi Marshall is his name, and uh, I anticipate meeting the guy. But we seem to be the only two playing Delta blues, so. Yeah, I've heard Mississippi. He's he's uh, quite a talent too. I think you guys would uh, hit it off, and uh, I think you guys could do some stuff together. Really, actually. Yeah. Do you find when you play that that there there's a lot of interest though from from people uh, that yeah. maybe haven't been exposed to it and just happen in and and hear you? Yeah, that uh, most often than not, it's more intriguing to people, which really excites me because you know it's to me it's not wow these people love me like. I see a resurgence of love for the old blues that you don't hear anymore. So I'm, I'm proud to be a person to share that music with people. You know, I wouldn't call it sure. It's my music, but it's not my music. You know what I mean? Like I didn't make blues. So you see a lot of people here in Boise that don't see it elsewhere. And I get a lot of people tell me that like, Oh man, I've never seen that. I've never heard that. And I, uh, I enjoy that aspect of it, but yeah, you, most of my crowds are people that haven't heard it before. And then they'll see me play and they'll say things like, I've never seen that. I've never heard that. So yeah, this is definitely where it comes from. You know, this is mostly new, new love. Do you, uh, you mentioned, you know, that it's your music, but it's not your music. Do you see yourself then as kind of a custodian or shepherd hmm. of, of, of the blues? Um, you know, I never thought of about it that way. And, uh, you know, I try to remain humble with it because, again, it's not, uh, you know, there's no lick I'm playing that's never been done before. And I try to give credit to these old guys because those are my heroes, and that's where I hear it from. And, of course, being alive today, it's it's my music because I'm the one playing it, and I'll add my words and my touches to it. But uh, yeah, by no means am I going to stand here and say, like, yeah, this is my music. Like, no, it's it's been done, and I enjoy doing it, and I, I feel proud to be alive doing it today because you just don't see it. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I suppose so, but I don't want to take on that burden as well, you know, saying I'm here to bring it back. Maybe sort of a sense of pass it forward. You you add your little touch to it, and somebody hears yeah. it that way. Keep and the ball rolling. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that, that a lot of your influences were 
older blues musicians like Lightning Hopkins, who mm-hmm. I have heard, and it's although it's been a while since I've, I've heard his music. Any any modern? Uh, you mentioned D. Clark, uh, D. Harp, uh, D. D. Harp. Um, any other modern or current guys that you uh, performers uh, you know, that you listen to? Surprisingly enough, um, well, not that I see big names on um, as far as like this old blues slide, but local we we have uh, Zach Quintana. And you got Noble Holt, and these are young guys that you know I look up to because Zach plays slide, and Noble's an awesome blues guitarist. And um, having someone your you know your own age or at least younger than you, there's that competitive rivalness, but it's complete friendship. So we'll be jamming together, and he'll do something I've never seen before. And it's um, you know it's those young guys too that keep pushing you because you want to play with them and you want to play you know, all around each other. And that's how you get better. I mean, you can watch YouTube videos on old blues guys all day long, but it's playing with someone live. So, I mean, there's, there's plenty of musicians that are starting to get into it. And, uh, oh yeah, I'm more than proud to be playing with some of these guys. So. Well, that seems like a, a good chance to, or a good time to hear another song. You've got another one for yeah. us? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. This next one is uh walking blues. And, uh, that's a funny story, but I was able to do this down in, uh, um, Dockery Plantation, where it, it comes from. My shoe, you know about it, baby. Had them walking blues. I woke up this morning, felt around for my shoe. You know about it, baby. Had them all walking blues. morning had to ride a blind well, I said I've been mistreated honey and I don't mind dying I'm leaving this morning baby had to ride a blind well, I've been mistreated Lord I don't mind dying make them dance now
tell me Say walking blues ain't bad Worst I'm feeling Most ever had Well, people tell me Say walking blues ain't bad Worst I'm feeling Johnny Bohol most ever had I woke up this morning And I fell around for my shoe You know about it, baby Head down, walking blues Said I woke up this morning Fell around for my shoe You know about it, baby I had them on walking blues That's great. Thank you. Now, when this airs, you'll be in the middle of a, I guess, a mini California tour, if I read right on on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. Uh, plans for the rest of the year? You, how's your schedule looking? Does it look pretty busy? Uh, pretty busy. Yeah, I got stuff out until uh, October. I'm actually playing a wedding in October, uh, so that'll be that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm doing it full time now, and. Um, yeah, I plan on booking as long as I live. So, <laughs> that, now that sounds like it could, uh, in the future, become sort of an unusual uh, or memorable performing experience playing blues at a wedding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get off, get off to the bad start and get it out early. I guess That's for the happy hour, so it fits right in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anything else that uh, you want to talk about uh, with regard to the music? Uh, you know, if uh, if we are going to have Boise listeners on here, I'd like to give a big thanks to anyone and everyone that's ever come to my shows or plan on coming to my shows, and uh, thank you for having this podcast. But, uh, you know, I when I first started playing this blues, I didn't think I was good enough to be playing out in public, and I had people tell me, like, you're never going to get away with sitting in a chair playing blues for two hours. No one wants to hear that. And, you know, I heard those kind of things. And for the people of Boise to totally embrace it, uh, become fans who become friends. Um, I'm just so grateful, and it just it blows my mind because here I am, you know, playing blues for two hours, and and I have people that support me and make make my dream come true. You know? So based on that, what what advice would you give somebody who's uh, maybe thinking about um, doing it? You know, if I tell friends that are asking about guitar or you know harmonica lessons, I do harmonica lessons sometimes. It's a it's a life lesson. Uh, but two things, if you start practicing anything, if you're brand new to it, you're going to suck at first. There's nothing you're going to start off good at doing. And uh, if you're willing to sound awful, every bad note is practiced to do it right. Um, and on top of that, uh, it's a little saying that I tell myself, you know, every day, and sometimes I write it up on my whiteboard, but you are good at what you practice. So if you're not good at that song, you have to practice it. If you're not good at playing guitar, you have to practice it. If you spend the time doing something, you will be good at it. And on that note, it works the other way too. If you complain all day, if you, you know, want to talk about other people or, you know, think of the negativity in your life, you're going to be pretty good at it. So stay positive and, and practice. Yeah, you're good at what you practice. So. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe we can hear a little more harmonica to play us out. Yeah, sure thing. 
So our guest in this episode, Johnny Boy, otherwise known to non-musicians as John Kunk, uh, is going to play us out a little harmonica now. So this is a little train hauler here. My thanks to Johnny Boy Kunk. You can follow Johnny on Facebook to find out when and where he's playing next. On the next edition of Measured Voices, part one of my two-part conversation with the brothers of Red Light Challenge. Please send your questions, comments, and suggestions to measuredvoices at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Walt Huntsman, and this has been Measured Voices.